Welcome to Equip, tools for navigating real life. Hi, this is Amber Given. I'm a speaker with Arise Ministries. And today, this podcast will focus on teen rebellion. Specifically, I'm going to be talking about two things, why kids rebel, and secondly, what you can do as a parent to survive these tough years. And when I talk about teen rebellion to single moms, it often will elicit a wide range of emotions from sadness to hopefulness to anger to despair to frustration um, to excitement. There's just a wide range of emotions. But for those parents that have teens that are rebelling, rebelling, there's often great despair because they're not quite sure what went wrong and how to get things back on track. So I want to talk to you about, first of all, that your teen's behavior is really telling you something. So we know that all behavior has a purpose, and your teen's rebellious behavior, if you have a rebellious teen, is telling you something. Um, When we look at kids that are launching well into early adulthood, that's typically kids that follow rules and that are making good choices in school and with peers, and they're really kind of accepting um, the boundaries of um, their workplace and their home and their school. For kids that don't do what we ask them to do or do what we ask them not to do, that's really uh, a red flag for you that they're concerned and anxious about growing up. It's a refusal to grow up in disguise. So when we see rebellion, it's not that they really feel that confident on the inside that they can make it on their own. It's actually the opposite. And so I want you to think about that as your as your teen is pushing limits. I want you to think about how frustrated and scared and anxious and worried and uh, all those other feelings and emotions that come along with kind of launching and, and, and why they're nervous about doing that. Um, I want to encourage you, first of all, not to give up. And that's always really difficult for me to talk to parents about because um, a lot of times uh, moms that talk to me are kind of at the end of their rope. They just can't take it anymore and they just feel like just there's one more thing that's going to just just send them over the edge. And so first of all, I just want to tell you, don't give up. There are lots of moms out there that have adult children. And so um, that should just be an encouragement to you that people make it. And it might be a little rougher uh, sometimes than others, but they will eventually move out and they will eventually live on their own. And so I just wanted you to be really encouraged by that. Um, I want to talk to you about how you cannot 100% control your teen's choices. And so our teens are basically practicing when they leave the home, um, they're practicing being away from you and out from under you. And so there's not always... Uh, we won't always know what's going on. So our kids can go to school and they can listen or not listen in class. They can throw out the the food that we've packed or take the money that we've made. They give them for a good meal and they can eat the greasy fries or the pizza or the... um, my son's personal favorite was a cheesy Bosco stick where it was a deep fried cheese and Dunkin' and cheese. And we just can't control 100% of their choices. And so really you need to be practicing um, how you can relinquish some of those choices. And so really I talk to parents about picking their battles. What is the battle that you really want to fight? I'm not going to fight a food battle at this point. Uh, my, my focus is going to be on maybe a job or um, their education. Um I think that the other thing to do is to be um, 
really vulnerable with someone and don't let other people and don't be afraid to let other people know what you're dealing with. And so a lot of times we don't want to admit that things aren't going well because um, we're afraid of being judged. And let me tell you that um, that parents that can be transparent are often surprised at how um, other families and other people have been able to come alongside them and help them. So the pain is, is um, shared and oftentimes the joy will be increased. Um, I also want you to think about how you need to remember to um, continue to walk your own life and live your own life and the lives if you have other children to continue to enjoy that. Enjoy your life, enjoy your children, and really um, celebrate the successes. And oftentimes we focus on the negative things and fixing things. And so what I would encourage you to do is to look at one thing that your teen does uh, maybe after school and just praise them for it. I really appreciate the way you made your bed or um, I looked at your report card and I was really excited to see that you brought your grades up from a C to a B. You must be really proud of yourself. Um, That's the other piece of language that uh, I would encourage you to start using is instead of you always judging your child and placing boundaries around them by saying, I am proud of you. I ask parents to change your language and say, you know, you must be really proud of yourself or you must be really discouraged or um, anything that kind of puts the ball back in their court because they're going to have to press on with life without you constantly standing over them and kind of cheerleading them and and telling them that you're proud of them. They're going to have to be proud of themselves. And so at some point, just really um, Talk about something you really enjoy that they did, and then if they have a problem or a concern, um, if they've done something well, put it back on them. You must be really proud of yourself. You must be really frustrated. You're smart. You're going to figure it out. So we're really going to be looking at giving them opportunities to um, problem solve and be successful on their own. On their own. Uh, this process, the teenage process, I've done it several times, and one of the things that I found really helpful is, of course, to pray and to ask others to pray for me. And as a mom, you have to be relentless. You can never give up. You move forward, and don't stop trying the good stuff. And what that means is that sometimes we get very negative and we're very focused on correcting all of the negative behavior, like I said earlier. And I just really would say be relentless and continue to show them love and nurturance even when they're really pushing back hard. Um, You need to have a really good balance between structure and nurture um, and being tough and being tender, if that makes sense. So um, just really think about what your parenting style is. And oftentimes in the teen years, we move out of that nurturance piece and we move into that correction piece. And we start, all we do is correct their behaviors and it's not well received by them and we get a lot of pushback. Um, the other thing is that I want you to start, if you've got younger children that are starting to launch into um, being a teenager and or teenagers that are struggling in your house, I want you to start thinking about ways that you can help them be successful on their own. Uh, So that means things like in our home, we encourage our teenagers to open or our kids actually to open bank accounts. Um, Our children, our teenagers learn how to cook for themselves. Uh, We may have them help us with the grocery shopping. And a lot of times I'll get pushback as a counselor because people will say, well, you know, my child won't empty their pockets and they'll ruin, ruin the washing machine. Well, then your child will need to pay for the repair. Um, you start really handing things things back. Uh, my child broke such and such in the house, and they can take their two favorite items and give them to you. You can sell them and pay for that um, repair or whatever it is that they broke. So 
We really look for ways to start handing responsibility over to them. Um, Imagine how scary it would be not to know how to manage money, pay bills, cook food, buy groceries, and just to be out on your own. That must be the thought would be really scary. And so the more we prepare our kids or attempt to prepare them, the more confident they'll be and oftentimes the more successful they'll be. Another point to consider is that oftentimes the launch into adulthood brings about another type of pain. So we have the pain of separation, the pain of being responsible. And I've talked a little bit about the pain of being responsible for themselves. Now I'm going to talk about the pain of separation. So sometimes we'll see kids around their junior or senior year becoming extremely angry and agitated with their parents. And so you have to take a look at their behavior and again, look at whether or not they're trying to tell you something um, that you can you can interpret or you can understand. And when you have a child who does pretty well in your home and then just kind of flips out and you're not quite sure what's going on, sometimes the pain of separation or the pain of goodbye is extremely, extremely painful. So what they do is they start doing it early. So maybe senior year, they're not spending as much time with you, they're pushing back, they're arguing with you a little more, and you're thinking, who is this kid? But really what they're trying to do is they're trying to end the goodbye quickly, more quickly. It's too painful to draw this out the entire senior year and to launch into being a freshman or going out into, you know, VOTAC or the work the workforce. But um, really look at it as, um, again, they're trying to tell you something and how can you best support that? Sometimes I just call it what it is. Sometimes I just say, you're really having a hard time thinking about leaving and um, a lot of times they'll, you know, being responsible for yourself and they will, uh, my teens will often just kind of um, stop in their tracks and it really gives them um, something to think about as they're, as they're pushing um, the limits with me. As I wrap up this podcast today, I really want you to think about a couple things. I'm just going to recap some things. The first is that their behavior is telling us something. Um, Remember to kind of look at what the motive is and what they could possibly be telling us and how we might be able to empower them by um, giving them or teaching them new things that might help them be successful and alleviate, alleviate some of that anxiety. The second thing is that you need to be persistent. Don't give up on your kids. It doesn't mean you don't have to uh, like their behavior or agree with their behavior. Oftentimes in our house, we'll say, um, you know, we really love you and we're really sad you made that choice um, and you'll have to deal with the consequences. But, you know, we know you're going to learn from this and we're really excited to see you move forward. And so we don't just, you know, always hold things over their head. Uh, In our house, we make sure that the kids know, the teenagers know our expectations and the consequences, good and bad, of their choices. We attempt to equip them by teaching them skills such as cooking and cleaning and um, grocery shopping and money management, anything that you'll need to be a successful adult, we attempt to equip our our kids with. And the last thing is just really to remember to pray for them and uh, pray for them daily, try to pray with them, pray over them, have other people pray. And you'll be amazed at um, some of the things that um, some of the things and people God uses to get their attention and to um, kind, of, kind of get them back on track or guide them in the right direction. Well, this is the end of the podcast, and I hope this has been helpful. Feel free to uh, look at other, listen to other podcasts in the future in regards to teenagers and how you can help them be successful. Thank you for listening to an Equip podcast. To find out more about Arise Ministries or resources offered for single moms, visit www.ariseministries.net.